0: Have you ever done something that ended up putting you in a very bad spot? It may have been something done on the fly without thinking, or maybe you actually had been thinking about it for a while. Either way, once the decision was made, the consequences were set in motion. Whether we're living contrary to biblical principles or just being too careless in our daily decisions, we could be asking for our own version of the Jonah journey also known as the Fish Belly Tour. It's not a pleasure trip. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now back to today's important study. You know, making mistakes is part of learning and growing, but sometimes we're making them too frequently, and that's when we need to pause. Making frequent mistakes can be very costly to us in more ways than one. Relationships may be damaged, along with our reputations and our testimonies. It's common to have days when we just don't feel like paying attention to our every move, but the reality is this. A lack of alertness can cost us more than we're ready to pay. There were people in the Bible who got themselves into trouble too, but the one we'll study today is Jonah. Let's learn three things from the life of a man who spent time in the belly of a whale. Jonah's example has several built-in lessons that can help us when we've gotten ourselves into trouble. The first thing we can learn is this, defying God is always a bad idea. Listen to Jonah's instructions from the Lord in Jonah chapter 1 verses 2 through 3. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, and he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it, to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. God gave Jonah an order, go to Nineveh and call them out for their wickedness. Jonah answered God with his behavior. Jonah went to the city of Joppa. That was not where God said to go. He hopped on a ship and he was trying to run away from the Lord. Did Jonah imagine that God wouldn't see where he went? (laughs) What was Jonah thinking? But wait a minute. Aren't we just like Jonah when we're doing something that we know would displease God, but we think that because other people can't see it, God can't see it either? We don't have a secret life from God. We can easily hide things from people, but God sees everything we're doing, even if it's done in the dark. Proverbs 15.3 gives us a perfect reminder of this truth. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. In other words, God saw that, whatever that is. What can we do? Confess whatever it is and confess it honestly to God and then turn around, repent, forsake it before you make matters worse. Confession is owning up to our wrongdoing and admitting that we agree with God. Running from God is a pointless activity. God doesn't even have to move to see us. A second lesson that we can learn from Jonah is this, don't waste the do-over. The picture of Jonah inside the belly of that whale is probably different for every imagination, but the inside of any creature would be gross and hazardous. It's not like a living room with furniture, and it couldn't possibly be comfortable. Some cartoon images show Jonah seated and looking sad. Others show Jonah kneeling in prayer. These cartoon images are for children, but in reality, only someone who has cut open a whale knows what the interior really looks like, and only God knows how he preserved Jonah from death. The belly of any creature is meant to digest food, but in Jonah's case, God protected him from becoming a whale of an appetizer. Jonah chapter 2 verse 10 says this, "...and the Lord spake unto the fish." and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Boy, that's a graphic picture right there. After the whale ejected Jonah onto dry land, God repeated his instructions to Jonah. I can only imagine that the Lord wasn't expecting any running away this time. (laughs) Listen to the passage of the second chance God offered to Jonah in chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. This was a long trip he was going to take, and it was a long, big city to go through. Here's what the verses didn't say. All right, Jonah. Jonah don't try that running thing again. You don't find that in scripture. The three days and nights were long enough to physically die, and yet God allowed Jonah miraculously to live. It's also a picture of what things are like for us when we've caused trouble in our own lives. We may feel like things can't be made right again, but God can allow us a second time to get things right. If you feel like you weren't the best parent when your children were younger, your second time is now. Pray for wisdom to do what you can during this do-over. If you're married and you've made some mistakes in the early years, this is your second time. Instead of focusing on what has gone wrong in the past, work on making things better going forward. If you've messed up in your life in any way, you're no worse than Jonah. God can come to you the second time with instructions on what to do from where you are. Follow God's directions without arguing. If our goal is to see things improve, we need to die to our own ideas and be made alive in the directions from God. And finally, a third thing to do with self-inflicted trouble is this. Trust that God's ways are higher than ours. This truth is emphasized in Isaiah 55, 9, which says this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Clearly, when we try to do things our own way, we'll eventually get sick of things not working out. That's not a God problem, that's an us problem. Jonah is a type, a picture of humankind. And he responded in a way that was contrary to God's nature, just like we tend to do when we think people should pay more for their wrongdoing than we pay for ours. God sent Jonah to Nineveh to warn them, but Jonah wanted the people to be punished instead while God wanted to show mercy. Are we like that? Jonah had quickly forgotten the mercy that God had shown him. He went out to Nineveh and delivered this message found in chapter 3 verse 4 yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. It was as if Jonah was saying, that's it for you guys, Nineveh, you got forty days and then it's over for you. Now to be fair, Jonah delivered the message as he was told, but Jonah didn't expect the people of Nineveh to repent. Jonah wanted the people to pay. God gave grace and showed mercy because the people of Nineveh turned everyone from his evil way, as it says in chapter 3, verse 8. Are we like Jonah? Do we want God to forgive us, but we want him to be harsh and severe with others? This is an attitude that lacks humility. How many times has God had to forgive us for things we knowingly did wrong, but then we turn around and we want to point a finger at someone else and call them a bigger sinner? Thankfully, we are not the judges. We would want mercy for ourselves and punishment for others, just like Jonah. God provides grace and spares those who are willing to repent and to turn from wickedness and wrongdoing. Maybe part of the problem is that we see other people as more wicked than we are, when in reality, Scripture has already addressed this in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God we may think that when we've done wrong we're scoring better on a scale of 1 to 10 than others but god said this in romans 3:10 as it is written there is none righteous no not one apart from christ none of us is righteous it takes the righteousness of christ to make up for what we lack the next time we've caused a problem we need to remember that we're no better than anyone else we're also no worse All deserve punishment, but God shows mercy and grace. Are you in a mess that you caused? If so, this is your belly of the whale experience, and it's designed to teach you some valuable lessons. The next time God wants you to do something his way, follow him without the defiance. Be grateful that God is a holy and just God. When we're in self-inflicted trouble, God still shows mercy even if he has to put us in a whale hotel for a season just to get our attention. No matter what we've done, God's mercy and grace are greater than our sin. Listen to this passage from Psalm 103 verses 8 through 10. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, ICU, In Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.